Thanks for listening to CarCast on Podcast One. I'm Dave Detman, also known as Dr. Gadget. I've got a new podcast called The Big Idea. And every week I talk to inventors and visionaries who made it big in their respective industries. We'll tackle weekly trending tech, provide inside tips for your success, and go deep dives on the latest and greatest innovations. And I know you're going to love this part. I'll also have plenty of free giveaways. Who doesn't love free stuff? So listen to and follow The Big Idea with me, Dr. Gadget, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podcast One, and wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, welcome to CarCast. We're going to dig into a little bit of WWE stuff. Our buddy Stone Cold Steve Austin is getting back in the ring. That's kind of exciting. We're also going to talk uh, about uh, uh, driving the Aston Martin Vantage, the sack Mustang that I picked up, and more. But before we get started, here's our friends from Geico. Would you love to save money on insurance? Well, of course. Who doesn't love a good deal? Well, when it comes to great rates on insurance for everything, GEICO can help. Insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, RV, even homeowners, condo, and renters coverage. Save even more with a special discount when you bundle coverages. Plus, add the easy-to-use GEICO mobile app and 24-hour roadside assistance, and the switch to GEICO becomes a no-brainer. Switch today and see how you can save. Simply go to GEICO.com to get a rate quote or contact your local agent. Welcome to CarCast. I'm Matt, the moderator. DeAndre here with Bill Goldberg. Oh, Yo, good morning. Hello, hello. Good morning. Yep. I think I need to go deliver some donuts. <laughs> I, saw, I saw you out doing your donut deliveries. <laughs> it looks fun. Yeah, I'll tell you what, man. I, you know, your work, your product of, you're a product of, of your environment. Yeah. Me being the donut delivery guy, I'm going to turn into freaking... The Michelin man here soon. I tell you what, it's getting crazy. Listen, I saw, so we're talking about the videos you've been putting up, the Instagram videos, you know, the stuff for for Dodge doing the donut donut delivery. But yeah, so you're out there in uh, the triple nickel challenger, right? Yeah. Yeah. That seems, that's my go-to nowadays. And and that's a good one. And that one has the complete... uh, PPF on it, right? It's got the, it's got the. Well, the, yes, it's been burned through. Well, because I was going to uh, say, you're out there. <laughs> burned through it like a number of times. It's funny because, you know, when you're as anal about cars as we are, you know, that one little spot that fucks you up, man. Yeah. I mean, it just kills you inside, right? And, and now I've got so many that, that I don't, it doesn't matter anymore. And that's a, that's a horrible state to be in. <laughs> So, yeah, well, that's my go-to car now because I've screwed it up so many. I mean, I, I'm I'm overstating by all means, but you know, right. any little imperfection sucks. But yes, hot rubber, you know, laying on the inner fender well, laying on the PPF, uh, you know, on the on the uh, the the fender extensions, the the wide body extensions on the wheel wells. Yeah, it sucks. But, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> and, and, you know, thank God for Harry over at Nitto, you know. Uh, well, I was just going to yeah. say, 
Uh, it, it couldn't be done without some help from those guys because you fucked those tires. And the off. guy who trailered <laughs> me back from Bandera <laughs> after I yeah. exposed the, yeah. the steel belt on the freaking tires. Yeah, that was ignorant. You know, here's the deal. I'm just, I'm having a, this is a great promotion with Dodge. I'm lucky enough to be a part of it. Um, and now I'm just having some fun with it. I had an idea. Uh, I was over at Ansira, ironically, uh, putting an order in for uh, my last opponent who <laughs> quote unquote choked me out in front of millions of people on national television. Yeah. What he doesn't understand is I peed on his seat you know, <laughs> so- or they deliver it to him. But I, you know, we got it. He, he got a new TRX. So he joined the club. Does he ask you for a favor to get a, a TRX before or after you guys fight? Mm-hmm. Is it on the way home going, or is it mid ring as he's choking you out going, Bill, can you get a TRX? Don't pass out. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I promise I won't choke you any harder if yeah. you get me. Yeah. <laughs> no, man, I'm the go-to guy, right? So, yeah. I mean, it was, and yes, it was afterwards. And that shows the compassion that I have for the younger generation, man, that I even, you know, would speak to him, let alone uh, uh, forgive him in such a short period of time. But, yeah, um, um yeah, it's cool. So, oh, so he can so, add himself to the club, but speak. but yeah, it's it started. So the promotion is that they're looking for the head donut maker. We all know that by now. And so it just, I was at Ansira, uh, getting the uh, the red eye inspected, and I'm like, hmm, hmm. so because they keep bringing the commercial up, and I'm like, well, you guys got a pretty good sized parking lot here. Uh, how about moving some cars? And so they were all over the idea, right? That's and great. So, so now it's kind of caught wind around the area, and I've got like a list of businesses that want me to come by and deliver donuts to them. <laughs> but you know, yeah. it has to come. It, it, I, I can't do it anymore except for at a tire shop because what I'm doing to these tires in such a short period of time, you know, uh, warrants me being right at a place that can replace them. Yeah. Who knew donut delivery was going to cost 1200 bucks a pop. (laughs) Exactly. No shit. uh, It's all fun and games and it's for the clicks, you know, you know, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. So so kind of speaking of that and the TRX, uh, we spoke, I don't know, it was a week, two weeks ago. Uh, Steve Austin called you. Steve Austin called me. He was talking about, you know, I got a TRX and I said, you're not going to want to keep it stock. And he's like, 700 horsepower is enough for me. And then 19 seconds later, he's calling you. I was like, you know, Goldberg's got the Goldberg's garage. He's got his power packages. You might want to. And of course, he's like, 700 is enough for me. And then He's on the phone with you talking about the TRX and the stuff you did with it. And then uh, fast forward to today, maybe the announcement was yesterday. And, uh, you know, I guess the big man has to get a job again because he's buying TRXs because he announced a return to the ring for WrestleMania. And... You know, I think that's exciting. I don't think I don't think Steve Austin's been in the ring in almost 20 years, maybe 19 years. It's you know, been a long time. Been, I think longer than, than I my hiatus was. Yeah, it's yours is, t- what was it, 12, 13? 15, I 15? think. 15? I think 13 to 15. That, that's where my brain thinks it is. Yeah. Well, let's see. You were last in the ring 
before Gage was born? And then how old was Gage when you went back after the video game? I can't remember after how <laughs> I can't remember the year that I went back and how old he was. I think he was I want to say four, four or six. Yeah, uh, I don't. Yeah, that's a good question. Don't get me thinking numbers. I, <laughs> All right. So, what what do you have? Do you have thoughts about Steve Austin going in the ring? And do you have any advice for Steve Austin going into the ring? Now that you've made your for a few years now, you've you're you've been back in as painful as it is physically. <laughs> the pedal is not. All the pot black. Right? And he's, <laughs> so we all go back for different reasons. We all go back, you know, for, uh, uh, yeah, for different reasons at the end of the day, that's, that's what it is. And, and it's been a long time and uh, I don't even know where to begin. I just, you know, it's, it's not, it's not easy. The, the, the fans have changed. Steve will forever be known as stone cold Steve Austin. So no matter how the fans and how, how the business has changed. I mean, he'll always have an indelible, you know, print left. Um, so that'll never be questioned, but it's, it's a different, it's, it's tough. It's different. Uh, you expect yourself to be at a certain level and that's just not humanly possible at an accelerated age. So it's what you can live with as far as your level of performance in all areas, whether it's dealing with the crowd, whether it's your timing, whether it's your strength, whether whatever, whether it's your ability to walk by the mirror and be able to accept that you're not that guy that left the ring 19 years ago or whatever it was. Yeah. So it's, it's a, it's a huge process and, and it's a, it's a, as, as tough as it is physically, it's tougher mentally. But mm-hmm. I just, I'm just speaking from my experience. I think Steve's going to do great, man. I mean, he's had a long period. I don't know how long a period of time he's had to get ready for it. You know, but he called me and asked, you know, what I've been doing and, uh, you know, the exercises that helped the most to get me back to, you know, the ability to go do what I did. The mobility, literally, like that's the that's the difference in training is the mobility and the stretching and and let's hey look it's no secret Steve Steve's body physically has been beat up over the years for sure he's a he's a hell of a showman as you are and uh, uh, yeah you know he's got you know he's got a sore back I think he's got a sore shoulder who knows what else you know he's this Dude, is- everybody who's been in the ring for an extensive period of time has a sore everything. Yeah. It, it's just all in degrees, right? So, um, I mean, he's he's seen a lot of action, and he hasn't been void of major injury throughout his career. But he's he's more an entertainer than he is a physical player in the game. Um he threw a lot of punches and did a lot of things that didn't require the ability to pick a 400 pound guy up over his head. (laughs) Yeah. You know, so it's a different deal. He, he has the ability to be much more of an entertainer being his character than I do being mine at a, at a, at a later age. It's easier to do that. Right. That being, that being said, 
Um, I'm not saying it's any easier than my entire plate that I had to eat before I went back. Yeah, yeah. It's all, they're all just, they're all relative, you know. Um, they're, they're all difficult in and among themselves. Yeah. So, um, but if anybody can do it, it's Steve, man. He's one of the best that ever, ever laced them up. So I think whatever, at whatever age he is, he can get it done. And he's a realist. And if he didn't think he could, uh, then he wouldn't have accepted it, you know, to whatever degree he's going to perform, um, whether it be just verbally or whether it be physically or whether it be whatever it is, man. I think Steve's going to do a great job, and I'm excited to see it, and I'm excited for him. And now he can buy more cars. Now he can buy more cars. I will say this. is I, I, I saw the news, and knowing Steve, I thought it was exciting just when, when you and I spoke maybe four years ago or something before we started the podcast, and you were going back and, and, and wrestling. It's ex, it was exciting because – there were fans that didn't get to see you wrestle during your hiatus. There are fans that didn't get to see, you know, uh, Steve Austin perform. And after you know. doing it, I wish those fans still did some of those, fans. <laughs> some of those, some of those fights, some of those things. Hopefully you were getting a drink. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it is exciting to see, you know, Austin perform in front of a live audience again. And I'm sure the live audience is going to see it. People on TV are going to see it and love it. Uh, I think our conversations in doing the podcast for the past four years, here's some advice I think we could all agree on for Steve. Steve, hydrate. <laughs> Steve, stretch. And no matter how long or short the flight is, bring some food. <laughs> <laughs> all of the above yeah <laughs> and, and i hear he's uh signed of the i mean i don't know if this is the, i don't think this is the only one he's doing or the only appearance he's doing but i'm not i mean you, you never know but. i i don't know the announcement is wrestlemania uh in texas of course <laughs> you know his home in texas which is which would be exciting for him um and yeah, just uh, you know, we love Steve. I love chatting with Steve. Um, there's, there's, it's, it's never a short conversation with him, which I do enjoy actually. Uh, Steve, I can't wait to see you in the ring. Um, stretch, hydrate, <laughs> bring snacks on the plane if you're flying. He knows all. He knows all of those things. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and go ahead and put on a good show. You're right though. I, like he he's a showman as well, and he he wouldn't do this if he didn't think he was going to be able to put on a good show. The same conversation you and I had years ago was like, if you're going to go back into the ring, can you put on a good show? Like, can you put on what the fans expect? That is the most challenging part. That's emotionally the nerve wracking portion of it is going. Oh, I've got to I've got to perform. I've got to perform in front of. I don't know. Yeah, Listen, because you because you're the one that set the standard. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right. Listen, so, I, don't, I don't. It's not like I have to go out and be better than anyone else. I have to be better than. I have to be as good as I was. Well, that's right? that's and exactly that's it. Is that's tough. Steve <laughs> has to go in the ring and be you know 19 years ago Steve Austin, 20 years ago Steve Austin, and that's an unrealistic thing to expect. But he can talk. He can talk his talk, which was half of his shtick, right? Yeah. 
talk his talk. He's a promo guy, and he can throw that punch. And he can deliver the kick, and he can deliver the stunner. None of that requires a lot of physicality. In, in reality, it doesn't. So it's not like you're running the 40-yard dash across the ring and hitting the ropes. It's not like you're pressing a 300-pound guy up over your head or whatever it is. So those are, e- those are easier to ask of him to be able to do at a higher level than the others. So his chance of success is, is pretty damn good, I believe, because to be able to do those things – you can still do those things at an accelerated age. Yeah. Because your performance is not based upon strength, speed, or athleticism. Well, he's going to put on a good show. We can, we can, of course, he will. He's one of the best performers of all time. Do we get to see a, a Goldberg versus Steve Austin someday? I don't think he'd ever want to be in the ring with me. <laughs> Any money in the amount of money in the world. My my history of messing people up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> wink. Uh, wink. No, and his bad neck. I I just I don't think that's reality. Yeah, you know. I mean, who knows? Man? Well, oh, that's him. He heard us. Fuck, he heard yeah, us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Steve's on the phone. <laughs> All right. Well, maybe it's not a maybe it's not a, a a Goldberg versus Austin in the ring, but maybe we can do it and turn it into a drag race. Maybe take those TRXs oh, out yeah, in the dirt. Yeah. <laughs> that that was easy. Yeah. Was easy. If we could get him in the truck to drag race, he's going to spend forty nine minutes shit talking before he even gets in the truck. <laughs> yeah, he'll try to buy everything that you have for ten thousand. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I just wanted to bring that up because uh, I know he's a friend and uh, we love Steve and it's going to be exciting to see him perform. And uh, uh, All right. So speaking of nitpicking, you were talking about the uh, the triple nickel car and, and the thrashing of it delivering donuts. Oh, no. What ha- what's what's wrong with your new car? Nothing. No, it's just it's just, you know, when I got the uh, when I got the Shelby, when I got the sack Mustang delivered. Uh, the delivery company, you know, whatever, snagged up the rear bumper yeah, you know, I cover. I uh, had a tear in it, so I brought it over to um uh, to Galpin Autosports. And you know, while I was there, we put it up on the lift. I just wanted to see underneath the car. I haven't really had a chance to. Excuse me, haven't had a chance to uh to see underneath it. You know, they're going to be able to fix the bumper. Uh, that's not a problem. We're going to clean the car up. We're going to just change all the fluids. It's not, look, it's a 92. It's only got 3,650 miles on it. Um, yes, I did flatbed it over there because if I do drive it a little bit and I intend to, I, I don't want to drive it to the dealer on the 405 for 30 miles. I want to go to an event or do it. You know, like I don't want to waste, you know, miles, you know, just going over there. Uh, so we put it on the flatbed. We brought it over there. It's fine. Um, we're going to get all the fluids changed. I'm sure oil's been done over the years, but I just want everything. Coolant, rear diff, trans, oil, uh, brake fluid. Just, you know, if it's been changed, fine. If it hasn't been changed, then it's old as shit, right? So I might as well I might as well just get everything done. And uh, 
And I did so then I talked to Galpin about dry ice blasting. It's not currently a service that they offer, but they're very interested. And I did talk to a couple of companies on social media that were um uh interested in helping out. And uh I think what we're gonna do is the dry ice guys, I think we're gonna have them because they have a mobile service, they're gonna go to Galpin. Galpin's gonna put it up on one of their lifts, and then we'll do the the whole cleaning process there. We'll be able to get before and after shots. And, and also the Galpin guys kind of want to see what it looks like. And, uh, but I'll tell you underneath the car, it's pretty good shape. I mean, it's really clean. It was never had undercoating on it. Um, you know, the car's a little dirty, but aside from that, there's, there's areas underneath that car, uh, you know, that don't get a lot of like dirt from road to wheel wells and stuff obviously are dirty, but there's stuff like above the rear axle where it kicks up, you know, where the axle tucks into the, to the body, uh, the, you know, the floor pants, the unibody, it, it looks like brand new under there. I mean, all the original paint marks, like when they torque down, uh, the nuts, you know, to for the shocks and the suspension pieces, and they hit the paint mark on it, you know, to show that if it's done, everything is there, everything looks good. So, not only is the car original and low miles, nobody's actually touched the car. So, it wasn't like somebody swapped bushings or shocks or anything like that because all the paint marks are still there and perfectly aligned. I mean, I get it. You can redo those things, but everything just looks like it has the right amount of, of age on it. So yeah, it's interesting. Uh, you know, also these cars are weird that they sit. We're like, I don't know why the radio doesn't work, uh, but it doesn't. <laughs> and uh, I, you know, one of the speaker grills on the door is missing a screw and it's popping off. I don't, I don't know why, why would a screw come out? Why would somebody take a screw out? I don't, I don't know why, but anyway, the guys at Galvin, they're going to go through all of that stuff for me and get it cleaned up. And the, the question I was having is the color that's on it is Wimbledon white that shall be painted on it. And I would love to have the car like the paint correction done and make it look good. Now we can't redo anything. You can't paint anything. We can fix the little bumper tear, but because the car has the blue stripes, which are stickers, which you can't get right. And you want to keep them original. So you have to kind of work around them. So any other paint touch-ups you can't do, but here's the thing is if we test the thickness of the paint. It's not going to give us an accurate reading to tell us whether or not we can dig into that paint a little bit when we're buffing it out because the Shelby club would buy a Mustang, basically get a, a VIN number allocated to them, get like a, a, a car in white and then they would scuff it and shoot the Wimbledon white over it. So if you if you gauge the thickness of the paint, that's the total thickness of the paint. I can't measure just the thickness of the Wimbledon white, which I imagine is very thin on top of the white paint. And then as you're buffing it out, you're like, oh, am I going through the Wimbledon white and getting to the, the original white paint? And it's just going to look a little weird, like in certain... In the right light, you're gonna be like, I don't know. It looks like it's off white and then white and then off white then white. So you got to be very, very careful. I'm gonna uh, talk to some more uh, people that 
that definitely specialize in this uh, in this stuff. Um, maybe hit my friends over at uh, Chemical Guys and say, how do we how do we do this correctly? Listen, they may just say, don't, don't. Let's just polish it and give it a nice you know wax and and that's it. Just leave it. Like don't even attempt to do it. Like it it came that way and there's something to be said for just keeping a little bit of the orange peel and the way it is from the factory and not trying to approve upon, you know, that. Cause I don't want to get in this scenario where we dig into the paint, we've got to do a paint touch up. And if we need the blue stripes, we have to make them. We have to, you know, we have to, have new stickers made and then, you know, you said about the fucking car. Yeah. 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 So this, <laughs> this, this is the issue that I'm running into with them. Like we talked about it before. Like, do we buy a car that you can't really like you store, right? You have a couple like this. You have a couple like this, uh, that you, you basically store and don't really put miles on and you're like, yeah, but it's tempting to drive. And it's, it's a little different, you know, like you, you picked up two demons when they came out, one to drive and one to hold on to, right? Well, we don't always get that opportunity, right? If you're buying something like one of the Shelbys or your lawman Mustang or something like that, you know, the lawman Mustang is a good example to where you buy the car, you kind of drive it down and restore it back up, right? That's the pretty much the Leno mentality of, of his vehicles. He's like, I can always restore them back. But yeah, there's a, there's a handful of cars. You're like, Oh, this is all original and it's numbers matching. And I don't really want to put miles on it. And then what do you do? And then, yeah. And then, you know, then you build a big ass garage and you walk by a bunch of cars that you're never going to drive to get to the section of the cars you will drive. <laughs> exactly. You have to have a, you have to have strength of numbers. Yeah satiate having ones that you don't drive. That's the only way to do it. I mean, I'm lucky enough to be in that situation, but that's the only way I could do it. It's not possible to do it any other way. And this is the first car for me that I wouldn't drive. Now I say that, but I'll put a couple of miles on it. You know what I'm saying? It's just not going to be like, I'm going to get up on a Sunday morning and, you know, drive to Malibu in this car as much as I'd love to. I've got the other 93 Cobra that I got to finish up. That car is meant to drive. You know, it's all modified. I'll drive that. And it's very similar. So I guess, yes, I guess maybe to your point, which you were making through your collection, not necessarily through your words right now was almost have two of the same thing. One to, one to store and one to drive. So when you get it in your head, you go, man, I really want to drive a demon or I really want to drive a Fox body. Yeah. Get two of them and <laughs> get the one you can drive and the one you don't drive. <laughs> I didn't want to say it like that. <laughs> you know, listen, yeah. sometimes you can't get two. you can't get two lawman Mustangs. Right. So you, you do what you want, but, oh, but you get something extremely similar. I mean, yeah. I've got lights, so look at the, the, the lawman Mustang, right? So it's a drag car <clears throat> for what it is. Yeah. Uh, mecha- mechanically, it's a drag car. So I, have, so I have a Demon that I drive. I have the twin turbo that's basically a drag car. That's right, yeah. Grocery getter and all that kind of stuff rolled into one. Uh, you know, look at the Z28, the, the Trans Am car, the SECA car, uh, uh, 
Mm-hmm. Craig Jackson's, or not Craig Jackson's old car, but Gary Bennett's old car. I mean, I'm not going to drive that. The, the Elliott's restored it. It's got a Holman Moody 12-point cage. The thing's original. It's, the car's beautiful. So we, we built Wanda's Trans Am. Yeah. We did an Optima Challenge. So basically, that's the road course car, right? So all the ones that I don't drive, I have kind of, kind of- a, a similar one that I do drive. That fills that space. Right. The functionality side of it. Are you going to drive the lawman? No. (laughs) No and no. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. Well, listen, here, the lawman's an interesting conversation because you bought it and you did be able to drive it many times and go to military bases. That's right. And then you restored it back. So having the car before you knew where you were going to restore it, or maybe you didn't even know at the time, but maybe it's just a thought. But yes, as that car became more valuable, you're like, all right, I've driven it. I've had fun with it. Maybe I should now restore it back. You know what? Adam Kroll and I have this conversation uh, quite a few times as well about his Porsche 935, his Lama Newman car. He's driven it many times. It, it flew you know, not by itself on a plane. <laughs> it flew to, uh, to, of course you, you were there when we did, uh, the hill climb. I don't know if we had the 935 or one of the, uh, Z cars for that, but the Goodwood hill climb, uh, it flew there and back and Adam did the hill climb. Um, this year in Monterey, the, the theme for the Rolex historics is Lama. So a mm-hmm. lot of classic Lama cars are going to go. So I, I think Adam's thinking, Let's give it one more run uh, this year, and then then we would consider bringing it back and doing the restoration, the 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 really detailed, like you did on the Lawman, and then park it restoration, mm-hmm. right? Uh, you know, because the car, you know, is going to be worth a lot of money. It's going to go up in value. I would argue it does go up in value pretty much all the time. And yeah, there is a difference when Adam gets to go, I've, I've raced this car. I've had fun with this Dude. car. We've documented this car. We filmed the car. We've flown it across the world to drive the car. You know, it's been to Monterey, uh, several times. Uh, then you can't say you haven't driven. Right. Yeah, and yeah. You, and you then, already experienced it. And so you can put it away with no reservation. Right. And he can continue to tell the stories about driving like you can with the lawman. So, yeah, that is a little bit different situation. So, yes, my sack Mustang, I'm going to get it all cleaned up. Uh, definitely not going to be a restoration because it doesn't really need it. I'm going to drive it to a few events. I think there's a Shelby thing happening in May. Our buddy Aaron Shelby's coming out. And I said, well, that might be a good event. Let me bring it to that. And then, you know, in a year from now, I get to sit here and tell the stories about me driving my sack. Mustang and then not driving it anymore. <laughs> and it's got 3,800 miles on it or 3,900 sure. miles on it. I was like, that's ah, good enough for me. So I don't know. I think that's kind of, I think that's kind of the plan. Uh, another car I've been driving recently, the Aston Martin Vantage. This is the 2022 Vantage. You know, when the Vantage came out, um, you know, I liked it. I thought it looked good. I think it was like a 380 horsepower somewhere around there. Um, and then they came out with the V12 Vantage, which was a beast. But the Vantage just kind of seemed like, um, you know, the performance, you're buying it more for the look. It's a very classic looking car. 
Uh, the Vantage is not something you can fit in. Uh, maybe you can squeeze into a DB11, Bill. But, uh, uh, you know, uh, Aaron Shelby has a DB11. Um, and he's, you know, he doesn't have the shoulder width, but he's a very, very tall dude. And he's like, yeah, it's a little... It's a little snug. Actually, he and I were talking about it the other day about you and him fitting into those cars. And he's like, yeah, it's a little uh, snug and this and that. He's like, I don't quite have the shoulders that, uh, that you do, but he's like, it's a, it's a little bit of a, of a, of a task, but he loves driving it. And uh, so the new Vantage has the Mercedes AMG. They source the, the V8 from the AMG. It's, it's twin turbo. It's 500 plus horsepower. Um, I believe you can still get these with a manual transmission, 503 horsepower. Um, the one I drove was the automatic with the paddle shifters. You know, some some people commented, I, I read some reviews and stuff, that they didn't really care that much for the interior. They kind of felt like maybe the quality wasn't there for a car that starts at, I don't know, about 143000 I think the one I drove was 183000 and I would say, yeah, but that's kind of on par with what Aston Martin's always kind of done, uh, hand-built, a lot of hand-stitched stuff on the interior. So the fit and finish isn't quite what you would expect maybe in your brand new you know, BMW or Audi or something like that. But I, it's got a bit of a charm to it, um, and it's much better than it's been in the past. Uh, the car was fantastic to drive. Uh, this was the coupe. Um, it was a red coupe. It had a few options. Uh, the, the painted splitter. It had the Aston Martin badges painted in black, which is interesting because it's like an eight or $900 option. And if you buy an Aston Martin, it comes with Aston Martin badges. <laughs> okay. But just getting the black ones costs like an extra 900 bucks. I was like, yeah, but we're not asking for badges when we didn't have badges we're asking for black badges when we already had badges so uh, uh yes we i mean the we labor of unpeeling them off the vehicle okay but the aston martin badges that come on the car are beautiful like chrome and green and, and like it feels like there's more to it than just the black version so uh, we're going through the same thing with the lettering on the on the range Rover. on the range Rover, yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, that being said, we laugh about the a la carte menu of the, the high end, you know, car companies. We talked about uh, the Bugatti, the Bugatti Chiron uh, Pure Sport that I drove, and I was like, "Hey, this car has less paint on it, but it costs two hundred thousand dollars more." And they were like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah," because when we when we don't paint like a rear section of it, all the carbon fiber has to be perfect and the weaves lined up, and it takes so much more time. So not painting it costs two hundred thousand dollars extra. <laughs> Let me put it in perspective for you. Give you a different analogy. It costs like one hundred and fifty bucks to go into a dealership and have them take your key fob apart and replace the battery. Yeah. Right. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I it just, does. I just I just replaced like seven of them like twenty minutes ago. <laughs> At one fifty a pop, <laughs> it's a nice thousand no, dollar plus more. Yeah. Oh, the battery. Oh, yeah. You just no, uh, you I, do it yourself. I mean, right? Yeah, yeah so, you do I mean, yourself. That's an example right there. Uh, anyway, that being said, uh, I think the car is is great. It's funny they swapped it out for the Jaguar F Type. Uh, 450. So it's got the supercharged V8. 
and it's like 444 horsepower. Let's call it 450. But it's not the SVR with the 550 horsepower. And it's literally $100,000 cheaper as delivered than the Aston Martin. The Aston Martin came in at 183. I think they delivered this F-type convertible uh, 450 at 83. And it doesn't, I mean, I I think the F-type is a beautiful car. I think the Jaguar is a beautiful car. Uh, You can see Ian Callum's design influence in both of those cars. Uh, He had a hand in them both. Um, So he made, you know, he made two really, really beautiful cars. The exclusivity, sort of the attention you get with the Aston Martin um, and uh, is is worth something. I mean, you can decide if it's worth a hundred grand. I mean, you really got to want an Aston Martin. Um, and it is a pretty special car or that attention or that attention. Uh, you know, they delivered a red one. I was surprised the Aston Martin looked as good in red. I mean, it's tough to not just go with like, ooh, like a British racing green, I think is, is fantastic on those cars. And it just so happened the F type they delivered was red as well. Uh, but two different engines. You have the AMG, a much more modern technology engine with twin turbos. And then the Jag has a supercharged uh, a V8, um, a little antiquated. I, I want to say a lot of that engine is a carryover from their Ford days as well. So, But continues to perform well. And the cars were were different. I think what's going on is in the tuning of it. When you get into the Aston Martin and drive it around, it's quick, but it doesn't feel real fast until you put it in the Sport Plus mode or the track mode. Then it's a monster, and it's, it sounds great and it's fantastic. The Jag feels more aggressive in its normal mode than the Aston Martin does. So when you get into it, you're like, this car feels faster, you know, and it's down 60 horsepower. And Mm -hmm. I just think it's the tuning of how it works. Plus the supercharged engine uses like a twin screw supercharger on top of the engine, which gets a lot of low end torque, Mm -hmm. you know, low in the RPM where the, the Aston needs a little more RPM to get the turbos going but when you put the Aston in its Sport Plus mode, it kicks the RPMs up, spools up those turbos, and it becomes a beast. So if you like a car that can become more docile, the Aston is that. It has more of a Jekyll and Hyde, right? Where the Jag is kind of already angry, <laughs> you know? And it's you and I had this conversation when – you guys were doing tuning packages on the TRX, and then out here, I drove the Hennessy TRX, right? They're roughly 900 horsepower, 1,000 horsepower packages that we've had conversations with. Uh, yeah, the Hennessy TRX needs to be in sport mode. You know, it it felt like a little bit louder, slightly, slightly more aggressive in its normal mode, but... Uh, you put it in sport mode and it's now you feel like it's got the power on, like it needed to be in that mode. When they delivered it, they said, Hey, you're going to drive it. It's going to feel fine. Here's our advice. Hit the sport mode and then turn traction control back on. 
right? So you're not driving it with it off all the time. And that's the right combination. That's how you want to set up the Hennessy TRX. Sport mm-hmm. mode on, traction control on, because I think it turns it off normally. And then you'll get a beast of a truck. So uh, yeah, in its normal mode, it wasn't quite as angry or as aggressive as you would expect it to be. It needed to turn that tune on, if you will, mm-hmm. right? You've experienced that too, right? 100%. Yeah. Uh, anyway, both both fantastic cars. Um, it's kind of a, an interesting conversation because you're like, yeah, if I'm going to get one car and I'm going to drive it any every day, maybe the Jag is the way to go. But if it's your second or third car and you want something more special and in kind of a similar scenario – uh, drive wise, maybe the Aston's the way to go. It's got, you know, it, that's your, that's your cars and coffee car, your weekend car, your date night car, because it, it, it's, it looks great. Oh, here's the other thing is I'm glad they delivered the Aston with the optional front nose, the front bumper cover. Cause when the Vantage came out, it had that big fish mouth, like guppy mouth in the front, right? Which is very big and aggressive. And I think they had that for like a couple of years. And then either Aston picked up on it or the customers picked up on it. And they said, it doesn't have that traditional little more subtle nose with the vein grill, like on your DB9 and your DB11 and even the mm-hmm. DB7 before that. So for $3,000, you can get the stock looking nose, you can revert back and get the optional, whatever they call it, like a legacy nose on the car. And I'll tell you, it, it, that is the money well spent. That one, that one was a, a nice thing. Cause I don't really like the big mouth on the front of the vantage. Um, but yeah, this one different looking, that's for sure. It, it does. And I get it. They didn't want to make like a baby DB 11. They didn't want it to make it look like a baby version of that car. Uh, they wanted something different. So I, I get why they did it. And, and I'm sure it's maybe arguably, maybe it's more functional on the track, uh, than, than, than this, you know, kind of facelifted revised nose, but that's where I would spend the money on this car. Make it look like the classic Aston Martin. I, I It got looks. It got tons of looks. It just so happened that as I was driving, somebody else was driving a new Aston Martin coupe in red with the different nose on it. And the guy looked at me and I looked at him. I go, first of all, you <laughs> bought that car. And you're probably pissed because you thought you had the only Aston Martin Vantage in red. And and here you are, you know, 30 days after you bought it, you, you pass by someone with the same, say, hey, sorry, this is not my car. I got to give this back. <laughs> tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, anyway, I, I thought it was great. I wish I got a little track time in the Aston Martin. Uh, I think that's where it really shines. Uh, but anyway, it was fun to drive. I just wanted to get into that, uh, into that little review. All right. So uh, I think we're kind of digging into the time here. Um, it's freaking cold. So no progress on the garage the last two days. Yeah, it's been cold out there. I don't know if you remember, I wanted to touch on this, but maybe three or four years ago, we were talking about this this new law, this bill that was going to be passed that would allow these, I don't know what you want to call them, tribute cars, kit cars, companies like 
Superformance that does the Daytonas and the Cobras. Continuation car. Yeah, kind of a continuation car um, that's not based off of an existing car with a VIN number. This isn't classic recreations taking a 67 Shelby, modifying it, or 67 Mustang, turning it into one of their cars, right, with uh, just sort of a, a resto mod. The guys at Superformance, they they build a chassis, they repop a body, they sell you a Cobra. And the rule has always been they'll sell you a complete car without the engine and transmission, and you have to mate them together. And, you know, they'll do what they can to kind of help you walk you through the process of registering that car if you can get it registered and be street legal. And there was a bill that was being passed that was proposed that said, we're going to allow these companies to offer them turnkey. So now you can go into a Superformance showroom or somebody else's showroom. Maybe Superformance makes a Cobra. They send it to Galpin. You walk into the Galpin showroom and you buy it and it's turnkey. Naturally, this would only work if it met all of the emission standards and stuff, right? You know, it's got to, it's got to, be clean and pass carb and all the other stuff, which we knew, right? We knew that because we had the GM E-Rod motors and all these emissions legal packages that came out over the years. I don't know what happened. This thing got hung up. This bill got hung up for like four years. It finally just now uh, got approved. I'm, you know, politics, it was rolled in as the fine print of some other larger thing that they wanted to get passed. Uh, the original plan was to allow each of these companies to make 500 cars per year and offer them turnkey emissions legal, easy to register and ready to go. Um, I think that number ended up being 325. But yes, finally, we are there. So just the paperwork and the complications being taken out of it. If you want to go to a, a Superformance or something and say, hey, you know, build me a Cobra, I'm going to spec it out or build me a Daytona coupe. And this is how I want it and the color and the engine and whatever. And they'll say, we can offer you a turnkey version that you want. It will deliver to your door. It's registered, ready to go. Maybe they have some rules as to, we can only offer these engines. Maybe it has to have like a coyote engine or something modern and emissions legal. I don't know the rules on it. Or maybe you can just call them up and go, what do you got in stock? Because this does allow those companies to make, I don't know, five of these things or 10 of these things and just keep them in the showroom and go, whoever wants one can walk in and buy it, right? Um, which is probably the only way to buy a new car right now because there's no computer chips, <laughs> you know, for for these things, <laughs> right? You know, maybe it would be hilarious if they go, hey, uh, uh, we're ready to go except – you know, we can't get you the MSD ignition box that fires this thing because the computer chip in that box is stuck on a boat somewhere off of Long Beach. <laughs> oh, Maybe there's a chip issue, but I don't. Uh, I don't think that's going to be the case. I think you're going to be uh, good to go. But anyway, it's finally these companies, which are you know, they're all small companies and they're all you know, running family businesses. They get to offer these turnkey solutions. And if you really want one of these things, maybe you can get on the list and get one of them. Uh, faster. Uh, the cars that qualify for this have to be based on a real car, and that real car needs to be 25 years or older, right? Mm -hmm. So, again, the Cobras, Score the Daytona Coupes. Say that again? 
score one for the good guy finally. Yeah, right? Yeah. So this is this is good. This is exciting. And but also like why not, right? You're saying it's going to be emissions legal. You're going to get your registration money. <laughs> you know, like is this kind of win-win? It's like all right, and we'll keep it rare. We'll keep it limited production. Each company can do 325, 325 cars a year. You know, and listen, a lot of these companies do 10 cars a year. So, you know, having yeah. 325 is is interesting. So good luck. Yeah. Um, all right. So that's it. Let's go ahead. We'll just uh, we'll wrap things up. No updates on the garage, like you said, uh, weather pending. And uh, hey, listen, you know, I don't know if you remember, but you're in Texas. And I think WrestleMania is going to be in Texas. So if you want to go see your buddy Stone Cold, you can go and I'll uh, be at Ra- I'll be at Radford Racing. You'll be at Radford <laughs> Racing. Human, well, yeah, I'll, yeah, maybe I maybe. might be. Yes, <laughs> might be at Radford Racing. You might we'll, be at Radford. We'll, we'll talk next week. Yeah. All right. We'll get into it some more. All right, guys. Thanks so much for listening. Of course, you can follow me at Motorator on social media. You follow Goldberg nine five Goldberg's Garage on Instagram. See him doing donuts. Delivering donuts. Delivering donuts, eating donuts. Yeah, well, you don't have to rest on that. So you can eat a donut. You should literally send uh, uh, Steve Austin a video of you eating a donut going, good luck next month. <laughs> you know, I, the, the hardest part is I don't think he's allowed to drink his own beer for the next 30 days because he's got to get in shape and he loves his own beer. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, we wish him the best as well. Steve Austin, we love you, man. We wish you the best. I uh, can't wait to see you at, at WrestleMania. Until next time, keep the air and the spare and the bag and the wheel. Broom, broom. For the latest updates and call-in times, follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at CarCast Show. If you'd like to write in, fill out the form on CarCastShow.com. And don't forget to give us a nice rating on iTunes. CarCast is a Corolla Digital production and is produced by Chris Loxamana. For more information, visit CarCastShow.com. Would you love to save money on insurance? Well, of course. Who doesn't love a good deal? Well, when it comes to great rates on insurance for everything, GEICO can help. Insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, RV, even homeowners, condo, and renters coverage. Save even more with a special discount when you bundle coverages. Plus, add the easy-to-use GEICO mobile app and 24-hour roadside assistance, and the switch to GEICO becomes a no-brainer. Switch today and see how you can save. Simply go to geico.com to get a rate quote or contact your local agent.